0: Hi, my name is John. And my name is Chris. And, and this, this is Stay, Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com.
1: That's right, John. This week we are talking about DC's fandom event. Fandome, dome, dome, dome,
0: dome, dome. Here's the question I have for you, Chris. This yeah. has nothing to do with Fandome, but it's it's where does the dome
1: come in? No, is there know. a dome? That doesn't make any sense. But uh, like the the thing that I I do like. Um, well, so this is the thing uh, we can talk about it a little bit later. But I didn't watch the actual live stream. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. feel like all like all the content uh, to come out of Fandome was super quality. And, Agreed. Uh, it, I mean, it, it kind of gave you a slice of everything that. You know they're doing which is pretty mm-hmm. cool and you know depending on your flavor of uh of what you enjoy um mm-hmm. the only thing i didn't really see and maybe it was i, I just didn't see any because I, I went online and like looked at the like video trailers did they do any comic stuff
0: there um no actually um and they did some stuff like the next day but i did feel like that was a little weird because i was like i i kind of i kind of want all that wrapped in one Like, don't like don't like, don't, I, like...
1: Can, I can see it like because like i mean Again, you know, like if I was, uh, uh, you know, there were so many things I I did not like. Trailers I didn't watch because it's like, okay, these are CW shows I don't watch and care about that much. Mm-hmm. Or the there here's like, you know, some uh, like some of the some of the a lot of the TV stuff I just like didn't care about. But like the uh, and then like I care even less about the comic stuff just because I'm not engaged with those comics right now. So I feel like those are two completely separate audiences for the most part.
0: Yeah, and I guess even within, like, the comics realm, it's not, like, just somebody, like, well, maybe... I mean, there are these people, but, like the average person isn't like I pick up every DC comic and so I'm going right. to care about every single one that they talk about and so you're going to have like that kind of like in and out kind of a a thing where like oh yeah this announcement I care about the next one I don't the next one I do you know and like you do with the entertainment where you're like but watching every just movie, as much yeah. so with with the comics you know and yeah, even yeah. more so to a, a greater degree because there's just more of them more titles yeah. there's more uh, more variance between those titles there's you know it's like okay if, if uh, you know Say, for example, um, Gail Simone or Scott Snyder is is writing uh, you know, a, a run of some comic. I'm like, oh, I'm interested in like that. But then say some other person is writing it. I may not be as interested in it because I just don't vibe with their storytelling or whatever. So, like, it's, you get a lot of that with comics. Um, yeah. So,
1: yeah. So there's some uh, there's some movie stuff we'll talk about, some uh, TV stuff we'll talk about, some game stuff we'll talk about. And uh, I'm excited. I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about, like, our overall, like, kind of – um, feelings at the end of the episode after we talk about it all but I'll I'll tease a little and say like this is honestly the most excited I've been for the DC universe um, yeah. in a really long time since probably like we were you know in the Nolan kind of Batman era uh, with you know Rocksteady's Arkham Asylum Arkham games you know happening and, and the, the sure. very early stages of Arrow you know like I, I think my my excitement levels are like at that level as it was back then
0: that's fascinating. Because like I yeah, I, I I agree this is the most excited I've been for a long time. Um remember whenever we were like, man, they should just put like Stephen Mell in in yeah. like one of the movies. Yeah. Oh, just the green arrow in the background shows up or in like a you know, he bumps into them and on the
1: street or something like yeah. that. I
0: don't know, you know.
1: Anyway, we're getting you to, to chewing the weeds, John. What have you been up to this week?
0: <laughs> oh man. So this week, I uh, have been playing a game on Game Pass that's been on my radar mm. for a while, and I finished it. Like, it's a mm. short game, really short game, very cool game uh, called Donut County. Nice. Um, and so this is, it's a game, its I, I think it's on mobile as well, but, like, the, the premise is you are, like, your character is, like, a raccoon um, who is working at a donut shop, and the raccoons in town are, like, you know, essentially, like, like a, like, a, like Gangsters, basically, is what it seems like in this universe, and uh, and you control rather than doing like delivering donuts to people because people call up and they order a donut, you deliver them a hole in the ground. And what you happens is you the the puzzle aspect of it is this hole gets gradually bigger the more things that you suck up into it, like that you you move it around across the ground. Um, a la like Looney Tunes or whatever, whenever they would like move the hole around, you know? Um, and you like put it underneath, say a, uh, a rock and it sucks up the rock and gets a little bit bigger. And so like the, the puzzle aspect of the gameplay is you move this hole around to solve various puzzles and be able to basically suck up the entire, you know, world, uh, that you're like, or the level that you're, you're working on and, uh, the buildings, like you get to the, you know, it gets, gets larger and larger in scale as it goes. And it tells a really cool story. Like, it's interesting. Like this gameplay is like so simple um that they could have easily just made it, you know. Oh, this, this is a cool mobile game that sort of thing, but it has a story to it. Like this these raccoons and like it actually ends up being a pretty um, you know, kind of heartwarming wholesome story of this uh, raccoon, you know, doing uh, all of his 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 community and his neighbors and friends um, you know, wrong by sucking up all of their stuff and then, you know, that kind of Wanting to turn it around and be like okay how do we do this so it's a pretty cool uh, pretty cool uh, cool story pretty cool game uh, I played it in maybe the course of three or f- three or four hours something like that I played it over the course of two days and uh, finished it and it was awesome um, so donut Donut County I've, I I've very much enjoyed that game it's on game pass nice that's nice. how I played it
1: so if you so. have game pass it's free.
0: Yeah, if you have Game Pass, play it. Uh, There's no reason not to, and you could probably do the whole like X Cloud thing with it if it's on there, Um, and it should probably be on there, but uh, because it would it works as like a mobile game like super well. So, um, yeah, I mean, go for go for it if it's on there.
1: Nice, that's awesome. What have
0: you been up to this week, Chris?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so um, I'm trying to think. Oh, a couple things. Uh, For the first thing um, is uh, Call of Duty's um, new Halloween event is out. They did one last year called. Actually, I don't remember. Maybe it was still called The Haunting of Verdansk back then. Definitely. Yeah, definitely so called it's, the it's, same ca- thing. it's called that again. Last year, it was like more of a, uh, there was a, I can't remember if the main map was nighttime or if it was just the like the zombie mode, but there was this zombie mode basically where there were these zombies around and you could turn into a ghost if you got shot and all this kind of stuff. And uh, so it was kind of like a double whammy. This time, it's, uh, it's, it it really only affects the the uh the mode whatever it's called i don't even remember what it's called but it's like whatever the halloween mode is called and and uh the uh it's nighttime along with this like heavy fog and so like the visibility is super low um mm, which is which is cool it changes the di- dynamic it doesn't feel like you know yeah. you, you 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 can definitely move around the map um better except for um i feel like the ghost powers this time are like Extremely op, and so hmm. like you are likely to, unless you're not in a very like not populated area, you're likely to um, just get overwhelmed pretty quickly by multiple ghosts. Um, ghosts, so, not yeah, zombies. So, no, there's no zombies. So basically, like whenever you get killed as a player, you turn into a ghost, and you can if you go kill three human players, then you come back, um, and and you can get bought back by your teammate um, if uh, if they have the cash um, and they survive. Um, and so it's kind of like it's just last last person standing. The other the other element that um, is you know whatever there's this like fear meter. And so as you go as it goes along, it goes from like green all the way to red. And just like oh, with the passage of time, you have this this fear meter. And once it kind of starts hitting the yellow and red, you are you hear things there'll be things that pop up on screen, like just like spiders all over the screen Ooh. or like flashes of light, or all of a sudden it looks like your body's on fire or like just like crazy stuff. Sometimes it like it's, it covers the whole screen and you can't see. So like if you're in a firefight, um, mm. it pops up and you just can't see now. I mean, honestly, more than it being scary, it's just like more annoying than anything. Yeah. Like yeah. that part. That part is my least favorite part of this mode, and it's just like, okay, that is that's the worst. The other thing is, like, uh, it is so hard to kill anything other than one ghost, and sometimes it's really hard to kill one ghost. Um, and so if you get a couple people coming after you, you're just outright dead. And so it's like it just, it just we got second once. And uh, it was like okay, well, I mean, and then we, we we played it, you know, more after that. But it was, just, I don't think I'll play it again. It was just, it was not fun. Um, yeah. I don't think. Like I would love if the regular map was in the heavy fog and the nighttime. Like mm-hmm. just give me those normal like the normal mechanics with that environment. That'd be pretty cool. I think mm-hmm. it would change a lot about the the gameplay, especially like being able to move around the map without really being able to be seen, unless you're on thermal or something like that. Sure. Um, and by the time you're kind of up on other players. It's pretty close quarters, and so you're probably likely to need a shotgun more than you need a sniper. And so, um, I would love to kind of play normal, normal rules, normal gameplay with that, but um, Mm -hmm. they are not doing that. So,
0: yeah, that's fascinating because, like last year, um, it like there was like the nighttime mode or whatever. And I don't remember, I think there was like a couple of different nighttime modes. And one of them was more of like a standard nighttime mode. Okay, so then they did
1: have the nighttime mode in the normal. I couldn't remember if it was in the standard playlist map last time.
0: And what they did, rather than having like a fear thing where like there were, you know, you'd see ghosts or you'd see like, you know, things happen at that, like they would have environmental things based on your location. Like some places they would have like the ghost train in the train yard that would go by occasionally.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. And so, that like, was before they added a train to the map, wasn't it, or was it?
0: Uh, yes, I believe it was before they added the train to the map. Um, but yeah, like so, like they had like environmental, thick, cool things like that, uh, that I thought were really cool within that mode. But yeah, the fear meter thing, like that, would just be annoying. Like the only times that that's effective, as far as like actually scaring, is in like a single player game. I feel like in the, the case where like it's a multiplayer thing, where you're like trying to take out people like and also potentially being on a squad with a team it's like you're not in isolation to like be like is am i actually on fire or not you know like you're not like questioning those things it's just like you know that it's not happening and it, and it's just annoying at that point like you said so fascinating dude i uh i'm i i'm always intrigued by the halloween events that the games put on and sometimes they're great sometimes they're not this one seems like you can check it on the pile of not great and uh yeah you know
1: yeah, that's, that's um, cool. yeah, we've we've covered some of the Halloween stuff before. I think there's a pretty cool one going on right now. It seems like in Rocket League, um, they always have some cool stuff. But yeah, this one's just like not not my cup of tea. Yeah, the uh, the Apex Legends one starts in
0: like I think a week or something like that. So we'll see how that one goes. Um, and it'll be uh, you know I'm 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 excited to check that one out. They usually do like the nighttime map situation too. Sometimes they do the zombies thing, but uh, but yeah. So excited for uh, for that one. Uh, what's the Rocket League one? Do you, do you like? Do you know off the offhand what that one is? It's uh, I don't.
1: Like... I don't remember. The, it's just like I saw some skins and stuff like that, and oh. there's like a new mode or something. I don't remember. It looks pretty try, cool. I'm
0: gonna try it out, Chris.
1: Yeah, you should try it out.
0: I love Rocket League.
1: The uh, other thing I've been up to is um, I realized that the – I don't know. We talked about it a long time ago, but the the Star Wars Pod Racer game, like the the remaster basically. Yes. It's not really a remaster because it still looks it's pretty just, bad.
0: Yeah, it's it's a
1: port. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's a port, 100%. Um, and, is it
0: widescreen even? I don't even know. Yeah, it is. It is widescreen. Yeah, okay, that's so the if they only, did something –
1: yeah, that's the only part. But, like, it's. It, it lo- I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Whenever it looks awful, it looks terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even the audio. Like, I, I listen, I use my uh, Turtle Beach surround sound headphones, and, like, it's weird because, like, the, the music is stereo in both ears, but the engine noises and sound effects are all just on the left side for some what? odd reason. Yeah, it's super weird, dude. They're all, like, just, all the, of it. Sound yep, on just the, the sound effects are all the left strange.
0: side. Just the sound effects over
1: the left side. Strange. But, uh, yeah, I've been playing through that, played through, like, the first um, circuit. It was cool, um, and I'm playing through the second. You know, it's fun. Like, it's. I think the, they added achievements, so it's got some cool, fun achievements, and, um, uh, yeah, so far I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's pod racing, and, you know, mm-hmm. I love pod racing. It makes you feel like, you know, it's uh, back in the Phantom Menace days, and, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. It's now this I, I is pod it. racing—it's on sale for like I think like less than ten bucks. Uh, I picked it up over the weekend, so.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's uh that's one that I wish like if they released a modern version of that, I would be so amped, dude.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. we
0: talked about like last week. I guess it was what Star Wars game they could announce that we'd be excited about. That's one. You know, if they were like <laughs> we're bringing back pod racing, I'd be in, dude. <laughs> yeah, I would oh be totally. Very, yeah, very dude. Excited. If they were like
1: we have a we have a brand new pod racing game, I'll be like yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like AAA graphics, you know. It's just yeah. like, oh my gosh, yes.
1: Yeah, that'd be super, super cool.
0: Um. Well, Chris, we're going to chat about DC fandom in a little bit. Yeah. But first, the pick of the week. Pick of the
1: week. John, what is your pick of the week?
0: Um, my pick of the week this week is something we discussed a while back. It might've in fact previously been a pick of the week, but I, I have now watched it. It is the, uh, the Muppet haunted mansion, uh, special on Disney. Oh, Plus. Oh,
1: cool. Is it good? It's really good.
0: I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it has like like the Muppety goodness, like, and it has like so many, uh, haunted mansion references. Like if, if anybody has ridden the haunted mansion, either in Disneyland or in Disney or any of them, I would imagine I haven't ridden the ones in like the, uh, the mystic manor or whatever that's in uh, Tokyo Disneyland. But regardless, the, like if you've ridden a, a, a haunted mansion ride, like this is going to have like all of these really cool references, but Muppet eyes, like everybody, you know, it's, it's all within the Muppets and, uh, and it's very cool, dude. It's, uh, the main kind of duo within it is Gonzo and Pepe the King Prawn. And so that, that dynamic, like if you like either of those characters, you're going to love this thing.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Does it feel feel like, like, does it feel like the classic Muppet movies? And like, because okay, so the I, I think the last Muppet movies we had were the ones with like, um, uh, I can't remember his name, Jason Siegel?
0: Ah, uh, Jason Bateman. N-
1: no, no, Jason Siegel? Jason, yes, Jason. Oh, Siegel. you're right. He was in one. Yeah. So, um, like, but like, is this? This is a straight up all Muppets, right?
0: No. So it's got uh, it's okay. got uh, Will Arnett in it. Okay, um, I like Will Arn- and- Will Arnett. And so Will Arnett is playing, like, a role of, like, a, the ghost host. Like, like they go in, the, and he's, like, the creepy, like, person that's leading them through the mansion a little bit there. So he interacts with them a decent amount, but he's playing, like, this, like, creepy ghost character, basically. Um, and so, I don't know. I mean, it's I think it's more Muppets than it is actors, for sure. But there are definitely, like, cameos and things like that where um, you'll you'll be like, wait a second. That was, uh, uh, you know, Danny Trey or whatever, like, you know, and so and in ghost form or like there'll just be like a a short little like not even one line most of the time. Most of the time it's just like people popping up um, here and there. Um, So you get a little bit of that, but it's I would say it's on the scale. It leans more heavily towards Muppets than it does uh, towards uh, real life actors, you know.
1: Okay, All right. I can uh, put up with that.
0: If I were to put it somewhere, I would it's it's not like a return to like Muppets from Space or Muppet Treasure Island or whatever, but it definitely is better than <laughs> than the, the the Jason uh Siegel Muppets ones as far as I remember. Um yeah. the like but there was the 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 Evil Kermit, that was that was a very funny um Type of, of thing that happened at one in one of those movies. Anyway, um, but more more recent movies. But this one like is not again. It's not like that return to like oh my goodness. This is like Muppet Treasure Island or like Muppet Christmas Carol. But it's it's better than kind of um, some of their worst kind of audience. So it's it's more nice. true to the Muppets uh, than than some of those other ones. So that's awesome. I say watch it. You know that's it's cool. it's on Disney Plus. If you have Disney Plus, give it a watch.
1: I'll definitely give it a watch.
0: What is your pick of the week this week, Chris?
1: Yeah, dude. So my pick of the week is uh, something we don't talk about a lot: is music. I, uh, I my pick of the week is Coldplay's latest album, uh, "Music of the Spheres," um, and uh, I want to shout it out because I think it's it's really good. Um, I haven't been a super like huge uh, fan of their more recent work. Basically, um, I, I loved uh, uh, the "Viva la Vida" days, and then when dude. they did "Ghost Stories," was a great album. But kind of after that, they they lost me, except for one-off kind of like singles that they released.
0: Yeah, there were like they were like really really good songs on the yeah. albums, but like as far as like an, a whole album, um yeah, that's that's I'm right there with you. Where like Ghost Stories was was okay, was good, uh but like Viva La Vida and Prospects March, like those two like back to back albums are just like peak amazing like Coldplay firing on all cylinders to me, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, and so uh but this one um I think it's kind of a return to um, not necessarily not Viva La Vida um, kind of style, that, but the, I th- I, like honestly, I, I can't really pick up like there's songs that I like less less than others on this album, but uh, I can't really pick out a bad song. Um, and uh, it kind of like some of the songs remind me of some of the stuff off of Ghost Stories. Um, some of it's really rocking that like, sounds kind of like Muse kind of stuff. Um, the last track is like a 10 minute Beatles-esque kind of track, which is crazy and cool. Um, Selena Gomez uh does a duet on one of the songs. They have uh BTS on one of the songs. Um I'm trying to think if there's some other things. There's just some cool like interludes that are just like instrumental or just like vocal only kind of stuff, which is cool. Um it just it's a it's a very uh, it's a cool album, and I uh I wanted to call it out. Dude, I love it. I love it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, Dan. So your pick of the week is Muppet Haunted Mansion. Muppet Haunted Mansion. My Pick of the week is Coldplay's new album Music of the Spheres. All right, John. It's time to talk about DC's fandom. DC fandom. Dome, dome, so I kind of just want to jump into um, into this content. We'll talk about movies first, TV shows, and then games. And nice. uh but uh the first thing with like around the movies that I want to kind of call out. Honestly kind of all almost all of this. The games not so much, and the TV stuff not so much, but um, I think that they really did a good job of catering to like the DC like hardcore audience because a lot of this stuff was like behind the scenes kind of stuff, yeah. um, and um, while like normally I kind of don't like that that kind of approach, like the mix of um, explaining the why and and the reason for the movie and what they're trying to do with it and just kind of the excitement around it. Honestly, translated really, really well to me, and I think it made me more pumped up for what they're doing than if uh, mm-hmm. they had just released a string of of uh, trailers. Sure, how did, yeah. How did, how did you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I I also landed there where, like, whenever they they had basically, uh, you know, Pierce Brosnan talking about how, like, he's amped to be in the Black Adam movie and to be Dr. Fate, which, if I'm being honest, that is, like, one of the best castings I have heard of in a long time. Um, Dr. Fate being Pierce Brosnan is just perfect, which opens the door for a zatanna which i'm very i would be very into um because that's uh dr fate's daughter but it's but i mean it's obviously like uh dr fate is the the mantle is the you know where he puts on the mask or whatever he becomes dr fate um anyway so that was all super exciting and then like finally coming in and then, then the rock standing there and telling you hey i've been really wanting to do this movie for years and guess what chris it has literally been like 10 or 15 years that this has been like rumored with uh, a black Adam movie with the rock as black Adam. Like
1: it's
0: so long, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I guess we'll start there. So black Adam, um, they, uh, uh, they released kind of just like a behind, it's just like a, the rocks stand there talking about like this, that, you know, you hear from some of the different actors, they talk about like, uh, P- Pierce Brosnan talks about all the set pieces. He's like, Hey, on all my 10 years of doing four different James Bond movies, like this is, these are some of the biggest set pieces I've seen. And, um, some of the biggest production, which is super cool. And then they showed that teaser, um, of like, I guess looks like black Adams kind of discovery, um, mm-hmm. there. And, uh, it just, I mean, it, it looks, it looks really cool. Um, it, it, they're not showing a ton, you know? Right. But like, I don't mind that. Yeah. Um, I also don't mind that because we have so like, we have a long time
0: before the, these movies, like a lot of these movies come out and some of them some are next year. True, true, true. Um, But yeah, like, so like, I don't mind only seeing like portions of it or only seeing like a little bit, um, and then hearing the kind of passion behind it. Um, I don't mind that I would rather that than like, it's, oh man, noticeably absent from the DC fandom lineup, you know, like the next Shazam or the next, you know, with the Black Adam movie. So like, I, uh, I'm very happy with that approach. Um. It is interesting, like, with the Black Adam stuff, like, what we did see kind of mirrors what we've seen with uh, Shazam, uh, the first Shazam movie, like, whenever they discover him a little bit. But it's, like, way more, like, violent and angry and that sort of thing, so.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that how that all kind of ties in. We also got a release date for this one, uh, July 29th, 2022. And that's why I say, like, it's not really that far off, you know? Like True, true. Um, and we're, we're only – we're less than a year away from that one. Um. And I'm sure we'll see more. And but again, like this was, this wasn't like, hey, this is the wide release trailer. This is just like, this is mm-hmm. for fans who like, who are like going to. I think this event was kind of geared toward people who are going to go spread by word of mouth like their own excitement for these franchises and movies, so that like it, it kind of starts that grassroots campaign. Hey, Black Adam, Adam looks amazing. The Rock, he's in it. You mm-hmm. know that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. Good. Good call out there. Like, cause that, it's funny, like, this is what we don't like whenever video games come out and do it. Like, if, if, if like, you came out to E3 and it's like, let's show you, like, whatever, you know, there's the basically people talking about the game that they're making. It's like, we're not super into that, but I am, like, because it's so different than what we usually get with movies, I'm super into it this time, you know? If uh, if I'm being honest, like, it's it, it, we want, from a lot of, like, games and stuff like that, we want trailer, 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 and then it, in this case, I'm like, I'm going to get the trailer. Like, we know we're going to get those trailers eventually. Uh, but, like, give me something something uh, interesting. And definitely, like, having the actors and the the the, the directors and the talent behind these things kind of talk about them is, uh, is interesting to me, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it a little bit briefly, but we also saw some footage and behind-the-scenes footage of Shazam Fury of the Gods, and that looks super cool. You know, not only is it fun to see, you know, Zachary Levi again, but, like, uh they showed off i think what was four different like huge like crazy cool looking locations um Mm -hmm. and made a pretty big deal about like hey yeah we're shooting at like you know bigger like more impressive locations for this and they kind of ran through them um we saw the the whole cast back again as well as uh, a couple of villains um played by helen mirren and lucy Liu. so um it looks super cool
0: yeah, dude. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very, very down with it. I re- really liked the original and I, I need to watch it again. I want to watch it again. Um, but like, I'm super into a, a sequel for that movie. Like the the tone that was struck in Shazam was, was really fun. Uh, and like it balanced that superhero, uh, seriousness of the DC universe, but with the, the humor of like this being kids, like super well, um, just like the com- comics do with Shazam, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other movie that we uh, – oh, another movie that we saw kind of a tease from is Flash. It was kind of – that one was the only one where I was like, this is kind of awkward. Where he's like, hey, you know, you can see the set behind me. I'm like, I can't really. It's just like real dark back there. <laughs> it's a little, th- a little blurry. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then he was like, and we don't really have enough shot to give you a teaser. And we don't really have – we don't have anything shot to give you a a trailer. And so we put this little thing together. And like it kind of starts and it seems like half of it was maybe just shot in someone's house. <laughs> yeah. And uh, – but like – Anyway, like it, the, the, the flash movie footage that we actually saw that seemed like it teased at some of the content. Um, sure. we saw uh, uh, or heard um, someone narrating and talking about going back in time and going in different timelines and maybe changing the future or changing the past. Um, and we assume this kind of like as a warning. Uh, and then we saw a couple things. Um, Batman's helmet. And then yep. they ask him, like it's it's like it's like Ezra Miller, as the Flash, and then a couple other Flash or people in Flash outfits. One of them spray painted onto a Bat, old Batman uh, costume, and it, the logo looks like the Michael Keaton version logo, mm-hmm. as well as a tease of, uh, like all we see is the shape of the Batmobile underneath a tarp, but it's the shape of Michael Keaton's Batmobile. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know what any of that means, John.
0: <laughs> I mean, we've, we've like thought like Matt, Michael Keaton is, is in this movie. Like, he's going to be in this movie um, as Batman. And I don't, but I don't know what that means for any of the other, the other like versions of Batman. And I'm not sure what that means for like, cause Ezra Miller's Flash doesn't belong in the Michael Keaton Batman universe.
1: Right. Well, and when I say what well, I don't know what that means is like, you know, I, I, I like, are we. This is this is the most intriguing movie I think out of well yeah out of all of them because it's like are we smashing every DC universe together with this movie? I mean, like, I... are we talking like are we talking Keaton and Christian Bale and like uh uh why can't I think of his name Ben Affleck like are we are we smashing all the DC things together into this in this movie?
0: I f- Lego Batman. I feel like uh,
1: <laughs> yes, in li- life um, size. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, that's terrifying.
1: <laughs> It'd be, be amazing. Uh, <laughs> or just Will the- Arnett. It's just Will Arnett. He just shows up.
0: Yeah, he just walks in. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I I I hope so. Like, I hope that that's like the amount of um, just sheer audacity that this movie is gonna have (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know it's like i really want that to be the attitude that they go in with like let's just do it you know yeah um because if not like if not it's i feel like you're just dealing with like one or two of these universes maybe it's it's a little less exciting to me. Whereas like, let's just, let's just go all the way, you know, let's have all the universes together.
1: I'm trying to figure out, oh no, we don't have a release date for it yet. And I guess they're, I guess they're too far. They're not far along enough. Um, but but like, there were some notes, um, here in this article from IGN about that specific trailer. Um, the flash movie was first announced in 2014 Ezra Miller has always been attached in the lead role, but has lost two directors, been delayed, gotten a complete rewrite uh, in the process, and so it's Mm -hmm. like, good night, man. Like this thing has just been rough. Getting right,
0: well, like one of the rewrites was because like Flashpoint. Like they were like, oh, and yeah, they're going to rewrite it to have more Flashpoint stuff in it, right? Because it was originally like it was called the Flash movie, and then it became the Flashpoint movie, and now it's back to the Flash movie, but it's like, but it's still parts of. Yeah, what what p- parts of all of these things are we are we pulling in? Like, because yeah. Flashpoint really only dealt with one other like big universe. Like he just changed it into like changed the future. Whereas like if we're dealing with multiples here, I don't know, man. Like we'll we'll see. Because um, it does seem that we're dealing with with multiples because of the the multiple flashes. I guess is like that's what leads me to think this might be a multiverse situation rather than just being a two universes
1: situation. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to, we'll have to see. Like, I, I'm excited either way. I think it's multiple. Under-green. Like, like the rumors of on casting and who all's in this movie, we've talked about a little bit. You know, like in- imply that this is a multiverse situation. Yeah, yeah. Which is what Flashpoint technically is about anyway. Yeah, it's talking about two, sure. but like theoretically, uh, it's the multiverse.
0: Right, and then the Flash is just the perfect hero to deal with the multiverse anyway. Like that's just like key to the flash's villains a lot of times like with like reverse flash and all this so like it's if we don't deal with more than just two i feel like like a a a evil future or a bad future and like the the future that we we know then like i feel like that that kind of misses something from that character and maybe we do it in a sequel but it's like why would you save it for the sequel like just do it now you know
1: yeah um, all right, the last thing we need to talk about, John, is, oh, man, is, uh, in terms of movies, is the Batman. The um, Batman! And, bro, like, so they showed two different things. They showed kind of, like, a behind-the-scenes uh, piece. Uh, you heard a lot from Robert Pattinson about, um, and Matt Reeves, I think. It was, uh, yeah, he was the one talking about uh, Batman um, year one, and... Uh, about like kind of like where they wanted to go and what they wanted to do with this movie. And then we saw like a legitimate trailer. So let's talk about the behind the scenes piece a little bit first. So, um, Robert Patson was, you know, basically talking about like how, you know, excited he was to, to play Batman, this iconic character that like everyone, you know, loves and uh, relates to. And, um, just taking kind of a, a darker, more like more raw version of him. um, and uh, maybe it wasn't Matt Reeves. Maybe Robert Pattinson was talking the whole time. I can't remember. Anyway, Matt Reeves, who directed uh, all the Planet of the Apes movies—not not the old ones, but the the most recent ones—and Clo- and Cloverfield. <laughs> if you did literally all of them, all that would be them. that would be intense. <laughs> um, and, and, and might I add, like handled them masterfully. Those are great yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, he's he's directing this this movie and uh taking more of a Batman year one kind of approach to it knowing that like hey we've seen the origin of Batman multiple times now so you don't necessarily need to do that but this is kind of a younger like less refined less restrained version of Batman yeah as far as as far as like the behind the scenes stuff goes
0: like again it's it comes down to i'm I'm happy that the people who are in this are excited and like you just assume most of the totally. time that like actors that are in these movies are excited about them. But being able to hear them talk about it in, yeah. in a like a premiere marketing kind of way rather than it being like, oh, we're going to do a series of interviews with all these different outlets. And then each of them is going to have their thing like having it presented to you this way as like this is mm-hmm. their excitement balled up into a, a T- two three minute little thing yeah. and here it is and like it's just a cool a cool way to approach it man I like totally. I like that
1: um, dude in the trailer so um, long story short this thing looks beautiful crazy mm-hmm. like crazy cinematic shots uh, the uh, the villain seems to be the Riddler in this mm-hmm. um, as well as just the organized crime boss kind of uh, family family Like of Gotham City, um, Mm -hmm. in a way that I feel like we haven't really seen in the movies to a great extent, at least Mm -hmm. from what they're teasing in the trailer. Um, Catwoman's uh, in this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It looks like super raw and and a lot of like fighting and. it's not – like the scares seem to be there, but then like – and we kind of have these Joker-esque looking kind of villains running around. So I don't mm-hmm. know really what that's about. Um, but it, it yeah, looks crazy. Like it's it's definitely leaning on that like organized
0: crime type situation. Yes, that's what I'm have trying like, to say the different gangs that are like potentially feuding with each other. Like, like these are all things that, that are pretty cool within the Batman universe that we really don't get a ton of in, in very many movies. Like Nolan was close, but, uh, but like, you know, it, it wasn't quite to that level. Like they just, they, he went a different, different kind of a route with it. Um, and this seems to be like, a, a lived in universe, but each shot, like if you just took a freeze frame of almost, almost every single, like any of those frames, like it was, it's just gorgeous. Um, it, within that trailer. And like, I, I love the aspect of it, like where there's like the, uh, at the end, near the end where there's like in a hallway with somebody who's like shooting a gun. And it's like, it's pitch black aside from whenever they're firing the gun. And like, you get this, like, yes. uh, Oh my gosh. That kind of like shutter effect, you know, where it's, you know, where you you, kind of a strobe light type of a situation happening. And that like, just is, we've never seen that stuff before with, with, uh, with Batman Batman. or almost with any uh, superhero movie. Um, The biggest thing I think that I'm excited about with this trailer is we've had the Catwoman uh, Batman relationship before in some of the uh, some of the previous movies, but not like in such a forward facing way as like this is literally presenting. It was like the, you know, around the like midpoint of the trailer. It's just like, here it is. Like in the, this is their relationship. And like, they're talking to each other on the rooftop and they're having a whole conversation about it. And it's like, this is, this is a very, um, forward where, placement for their relationship within the trailer here and i love that dude i'm 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 into that that's a really cool way to to approach it rather than it being just like this is batman and then like you know catwoman you know is is somewhere as a as a side type of a thing it seems like from the shots that we saw in this that it's that that's Part like this is this is all one thing, you know, it's Batman, yeah. and here's the relationship with Catwoman, and here's the organized crime. And like, you just kind of like these layers within the trailer lead me to think like this is a really unique kind of puzzle of uh, of Batman, you know, yeah,
1: yeah. totally. Um, I wonder what, like, if this is, I, I think I mentioned it last week, but if it's you know, this is standalone. Or if it's mm. you know like the an early version of a a Batman that we currently know, um, mm. I don't know. It'd be I mean it won't be the Christian Bale Batman, you know what I mean? But like it could be, yeah. it could be definitely be um, uh, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman.
0: You think? See, I don't think it could. Um, I mean,
1: when you look at like Ben Affleck, I mean he's in his like mid forties, like in rubber pants. Wise, yes, it yeah. could. That's what I'm saying. Um,
0: and i guess but like from a from a origin standpoint it seemed like batman even in batman versus superman was just still kind of not like it was like the urban legend type of a situation like the the way that they they kind of present those the, that batman right. is almost like it's just barely like like barely crested into public perception,
1: you know? So, and and here's the other one that I think that it, it, it may, it may may be more likely to be, which is being the Joker universe, because like the fact that the villains are like, are wearing like these Joker-esque kind of masks Hmm. implies that the Joker's already around. And in Joker, that iteration of Joker, uh, is around when Bruce is a child and so, like, hmm. if the if the Joker has been around for at this point, it seems like probably at least 15, 20 years,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: then the fact that villains would have like kind of just adopted that as a form of disguise would make sense. Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that that, that seems more plausible to me than it being like the pre, essentially the the pre Ben Affleck Batman. Um, Specifically, because like Zack Snyder, it was very intentional about like when that was for Batman's career. So yeah, that seems that seems like that could be pretty likely. Well, and that's and
1: that's not the that's the only reason I kind of go there is because like Zack Snyder was like, hey, this is Batman Returns era Batman, you know that kind of thing versus a Batman Year One that this is supposed yeah, to be. Yeah,
0: and I guess it also was like, oh well, because. So for, for Snyder, it was more of an explanation of why we didn't know about Batman in Man of Steel than it was, uh, like, as far as, like, what, at what point in his career and public perception, like, that sort of thing is, his, his character was. Maybe. I mean, I um, just don't
1: think they talked about, like, because, like, they, we saw the Wayne Enterprises, like, tease in, in Man of Steel. You right. know what well, I mean? So like he was then around. You got
0: Batman, Batman versus Superman. Bruce Wayne was on the ground. He was driving around in an SUV,
1: Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. Either way, this movie looks freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, I did want to call. I, f- I forgot to talk about. Uh, so we saw just a like, random um, uh, artwork for the Batgirl. Um, yep. F- live action. And it was just yeah. like, hey, this is her suit. It's like, okay, cool. It looks cool. I mean, it just looks like. Uh, Barbara Gordon, <laughs> that's what it looks like uh, yeah. that you that we all know and love. So that's cool. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was that there are four new animated uh, films coming uh, that they talked about. Um, the one I really wanted – okay, so Catwoman Hunted looks super cool. Um, in both like the artwork but also like just the overall vibe it seems like it has kind of a Venture Brothers kind of feel to it it doesn't it doesn't hurt that it has Patrick Warburton as one of the, the voices in uh, in the movie and, But it just like even the music has this kind of like old school 50s kind of like spy vibe to it and I'm like that's super cool.
0: Yeah, dude. I, uh, I haven't been able to dive into the animated movies as much as I, as I would like. And I just realized, like, I me- I think I mentioned it last week, like on HBO max, there's a whole bunch of those movies now. Yeah. Um, like, like yep. Batman, uh, Ninja, like, uh, all yep. the, like, there's a ton of those movies, and so like I'm gonna be diving into those um, fairly fairly quickly here. So the other yeah, one I, I want to uh, call
1: out did you did you watch the uh, the trailer for uh, League of Super Pets with Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart?
0: N- no, I did not.
1: I mean it's just like a minute long thing, and it's <laughs> but it, it I mean it's it's got a uh, let me see here it's got Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Kate McKinnon, John Krasinski, and a bunch of other people and it looks to be a comedy like so like, yeah, and yeah. i did but like,
0: i did know this was happening yeah. i do remember whenever they uh they announced this back in you know back in the day so like uh yeah i'm very excited about that that's awesome
1: i know it looks hilarious i'm trying to figure out was there i thought there was a uh, i thought there was oh no that was something else there was a uh, there's a super pets video game that had a release date i don't think the movie has a, has a release date <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Oh, we freaking forgot about another movie. Man, dude, just like way off here. All right, the other movie, Aquaman and the la- the Lost Kingdom. Yeah. Um so it's James James Wan is back to direct again, Jason Momoa. Cool. Um they didn't show a ton, just kind of showed like uh some of the like the whole, kind of like last time this whole movie is going to be gr- blue blue and green screen. Um sure. But, like, they showed some of the, like, environments Chris, but, and but talked about it again. but you mean they're not
0: going to film it completely underwater like James Cameron would?
1: No, no. There's just, lot, just like he did with Avatar in space <laughs> um, <laughs> on a different planet. The I think the interesting thing that came out of the trailer is, like, hey, Black Manta is back and he's still kind of after Aquaman, which kind of, like, breaks – in a good way, breaks the – the cycle of like hey you know these villains are just throwaway villains that get dealt with mm-hmm. in in one movie kind of like i've complained mm-hmm. about before with the marvel universe um i mean it could it could mean that like you know black manta could end up being like hey this is a pretty crazy you know cool villain cuz he's sticking around and actually like posing a threat to aquaman for multiple movies kind of like you know a, <laughs>
0: yeah we actually have like some 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 villain development uh, out of here, all the know? villains
1: like that's the one that gets the you know good treatment but whatever
0: and that's the thing like i love about black manta in the comics is that he's like a serious serious threat like and so like to treat him that way and be like okay he's gonna come back for this movie it's like it makes sense where i'm just like yeah okay cool that makes that makes perfect sense um i i again love the visuals of black manta it's it's completely like comic booky this like ridiculous helmet but it's so cool looking
1: dude yeah i know it looks insane
0: (laughs) Um I think that's all the movie stuff, correct? Am I right? I think so. Like I had forgotten about the Aquaman stuff, which whenever they did the Aquaman stuff, they they reminded me that I uh, something I'd forgotten was that Aquaman is like the highest grossing DC film <laughs> Makes zero to sense. date. I don't get what? it. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. before that movie came out, I feel like like the most like cultural like uh, dent that Aquaman had made was as
1: like a joke, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Dude, so, for it to be no the highest grossing, scene, I mean, makes, of,
1: makes me happy. Some of it's, you know, Jason Momoa just kind of embodies Aquaman. Sure. And I, and I don't think, you know, like something like. What what, what what is crazy to me is that it was not Batman. Like. Yeah. And I guess as a franchise, it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, whatever. Someone's <laughs> lying. Someone, someone put an extra zero somewhere, and like, I don't know. Who knows? I have no. I have no intelligent like analysis on that. I'm sure like someone from Warner Brothers could probably tell us what they think, but mm-hmm. who knows? I, a
0: hundred percent. And like, it's and that's the thing that I. Uh, I'm glad they made that movie. I guarantee someone at at Warner Brothers was like, "This is not gonna make money," blah blah blah, and then somebody was like, "Okay, we're gonna do it anyway," and then it made like literally somebody like lost a bet or like you know, (laughs) ate their hat over it or something, you know. Um, And that's super cool because it makes me makes me look into the future and be like, okay, what are other risks that they could take that could potentially pay off in the way that Aquaman paid off?
1: Yeah. All right, so uh, the, the there are a couple of TV um, notes I want to make uh, and, and talk about. Um, the first is Peacemaker on HBO Max. They're both live-action um, shows. Peacemaker uh, is a follow-up to um, uh, Suicide Squad, The Suicide yes. Squad. Wait, no. The Suicide Squad. The, yeah, The yeah. Suicide Squad. And yep. I believe it's still directed by um, James Gunn uh i don't know about
0: directed but definitely written and like um show ran i'm not sure about the individual like if he did like di- pulls the whole like oh i did the first episode in the last episode or like whatever you know how that goes yeah, like with the showrunners so um i don't know if he did the oh, whole he, yeah, thing has,
1: it says uh peacemakers set to release on hbo max on january 13th with eight episodes written by gun who will also be directing some of the episodes he directed sure, yeah. five of the eight episodes yeah, okay. So that's cool. I yeah. mean, I've, so this is, you know, I kind of teased earlier. We, we talked about, like, okay, I, I've always wanted, like, the DC TV universe and the DC film universe to collide in a bigger way. Mm. And uh, it sounds feels like it's about to happen. And HBO mm-hmm. Max could be the perfect delivery vehicle for this because, like – I don't see necessarily like all the WB and we know they won't all the WB movies in 2022 are not coming to HBO Max like they did this year um, day and date. But I think the way that they fill in the gaps there is through these kind of live action TV shows. And that's Mm -hmm. super intriguing to me because like they may out Marvel Marvel with the TV shows if unless Marvel can get it together. And you know, give me a show that I actually like, feel is worth it and important to the universe. I don't know. I still haven't watched. You know, like you said there's some Loki stuff. I need oh, to. Oh, dude, watch Loki. Watch yeah. Loki. So like, I get that, but like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel like this is you know, for for so long, DC has been behind Marvel, and now I feel like, oh, well, they might actually be kind of like uh, neck and neck right now in like how they're handling these franchises.
0: Possibly, I mean, to me, like this is a uh, like this is Peacemaker. Obviously, debuted in the Suicide Squad. Which have you watched the Suicide Squad?
1: No, not yet. I still need uh, watch you, that. You gotta watch that. It's really good.
0: Um, and it's it's probably my favorite. Like James Gunn, anything uh, so far. So, uh, but the, like this character isn't like a Loki or whatever. Like, I think, I think in general with the Marvel shows, like Loki as the first villain that they had in the, the Avengers movies, like it just carries a little bit more weight than like peacemaker. Cause like the majority of people are like, Oh, who was peacemaker? Unless they're just like super fans of, uh, of DC comics. Um, And so, like, I think, like, you might be right from a quality and, like, perspective, but I still don't see the Peacemaker television show necessarily affecting things within the DC other movies, other than potentially whatever, you know, the next Suicide Squad movie would be. Mm Um so, like, that's just kind of like one of those, like, okay, within that franchise, absolutely, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come into, into play. But f- it's not going to be – like, Peacemaker is not going to show up probably in the Flash movie, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, probably not, probably not. Matt, the Flash movie, but I can see it. Like, at some point, they're going to revisit that world. Sure. Like, I think that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, definitely. As well as, isn't, the next there, isn't there, like, another Harley Quinn, like, sequel scheduled at some point? I actually don't know. I don't think so. I think, I think that
0: like, uh, I think that they're, they're, um, like that they haven't had anything announced and I'm not sure that there's anything in active development at the
1: moment. So, mm, okay. Um, the other one, sorry, it's not a, uh, live action. It's the, the, the Batman caped crusader. It's basically a spiritual successor to Batman, the animated series, which seems super cool.
0: That does seem super cool. Uh, the Batman animated series that's on HBO max. Everybody should watch that. Uh, but it is fantastic. Dude. And this is going to be on uh
1: HBO max as well.
0: It's talking about Harley Quinn like that. Like there's some real, like that's where Harley was, uh, was debuted. She was debuted, uh, in the animated series. She wasn't a comics character to begin with in the comics character. Like they started writing comics about her because of the animated series and how cool she was. Um, so anyway, yeah, watch the animated series. Uh, the reason that I I think that there's not like a uh, a Harley Quinn movie like in active development is Margot Robbie has said like man, it was exhausting like getting Birds of Prey and then like Suicide Squad like she basically try like had to um, from what I understand she was the one that was like spearheading the effort to to do Harley Quinn movies
1: after see the like original this Suicide I'm looking Squad. at this I, I like I hear you but like I'm looking at this and there's a Gotham City Sirens, with her as Margot Robbie. That's just, that's the movie that I thought she was she was uh, helping develop, and it's still in development. It says on uh, IMDb.
0: I so. mean, maybe, maybe, but like, there's some interview that she talked about where she's like, "Yeah, I don't know when I'm going to play play uh, Harley Quinn next."
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe so. that's true. Uh, or maybe it's a,
0: it's just a complete, like, you know, misdirect where it's like, okay, well, us uh, you know, I'm not, I don't know when that's going to happen. And then like next week they announce, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You never know, dude. Secrets in Hollywood.
1: All right. So let's move on to uh, three different video games. So the first one we kind of like already teased, it's uh, the uh, DC league of super pets is getting a game. It's coming off. It's coming out in uh, spring of 2022. Um it's a spin-off of the animated movie that's coming out. So um uh, that's that's fun. It'll probably star the rock and and Kevin Hart again. That'd be awesome or at least soundalikes. Yeah. The uh the other two, first one, let's talk about uh Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Um from Rocksteady. This is from Rocksteady like the main studio that brought us Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. This is a story and trailer. Arkham City
0: and uh, Arkham Knight.
1: Correct. This is a story trailer. Um, and uh, so we didn't see a ton of gameplay, but um, I feel like we got kind of like a more more of a gist for like the tone of this uh, game. And it seems like we'll probably um, be able to control different uh, characters. Depending mm-hmm. on what's going on or maybe we can flop around between them or maybe it's co-op. I don't really know
0: Yeah, I was about to say I I, I couldn't tell if you flop around or
1: <laughs> Which is like a hilarious way to put it
0: or if it's uh or if it's co-op like I know that the then You know the next one that we're going to talk about uh, the Gotham Knights like you know that that one's got some co-op but I this one seems like it has co-op or You just play as a bunch of different characters
1: yeah, the the one piece that like I mean is person who is notably absent from the Justice League is Batman, and like we'll talk about that in a, in a second because I kind of want to talk about like it, I think this this is probably this and Gotham City Nights is probably they're probably both set after Arkham Knight, I would assume. Um, and but I wonder if they run parallel to each other or mm, if because let's talk about Gotham City Nights for a second. So Gotham City Nights developed by WB Montreal, who did uh, Batman, um, Arkham, uh, Origins. Origins, yeah. 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 It's the Court of Owls uh, timeline, and it makes sense, because um, spoilers for Arkham Knight, you played it, right? We all played it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Batman dies in the end of that, correct? Yeah. Or goes, yeah, he dies in the end of that. Yeah. Um, And... Uh, at least we think. Like, and I feel like it was kind of left open a little bit because um, it flashed forward into like a uh, didn't it flash forward into like a Batman Beyond uh, uh, kind of Ooh. quick s- cut screen at the very very end in one of the endings.
0: I do not remember, dude. And I didn't do all of the endings. I don't think either. Like, because there were a couple.
1: So I'm pretty sure there was like this one ending where um, oh, it took like 15 seconds, and you just like end up zipping lining up on top of this. Uh, building and you're like a batman beyond looking kind of creepy looking version of batman or something um yeah let me know if you find it uh be, whether that's true or not like cuz that that could be crazy far in the future uh gotham city is left without without batman right um
0: and in this one it's uh so it's no batman no jim gordon
1: like no. and, and like it's nightwing and, which yeah. makes which makes sense and it, and but, it and it goes along with you know because it's not Jason Blake it's uh what's his fa- why can't i think of his name um who is nightwing uh d- d- uh uh dick grayson dick grayson yeah which makes sense for the court of owls because the court of owls timeline correct me if i'm wrong featured you're dick wrong. grayson as batman didn't it no you're wrong no? Uh,
0: so they, they and this is i got this confused uh in the past i have before but so court of owls happened right as soon as they uh, they broke Bruce, Bruce too Dang it. Yep, They brought him back and then this happened. Okay. But so then, Chris, so, so there then, was a very similar thing. So the same creator, like where, so uh, Scott Snyder took over to write Batman with Dick Grayson. And that was with the Black Mirror, was the, was the, the yeah, the, the yeah. And that taking. run was and, great. And I,
1: I forgot, Cordobals was, so was right after that, right after yeah. uh, Bruce came back. So it was literally
0: so, two amazing, iconic Batman runs with a different Batman as Batman. <laughs> so, John,
1: this is what, this is what I, like, this is where I was kind of going with this. Yeah depending on what's happening in Suicide Squad, it doesn't make sense to me to have a, if that's what was true, that's why I couldn't remember. Because I, I thought that I, what I was thinking was at the end of Court of Owls, uh, Bruce came back. But in the comics, Bruce came back right before Court of Owls. But what if it is that that way in the game where you start off the game, Bruce is not around, and Bruce comes back halfway th- or at the end of this game. And then Bruce is back as Batman, and that's why you're not seeing him in any of the marketing materials for Suicide Squad. Which one's I, which? I, I can't remember which one's coming out first. Let me look.
0: Well, they're supposed to both <sighs> come out next year. Which I I very much suspect that that's not going to happen. Like, why would you? Why would you do that? You spent yeah, so many years developing two gotham like or dc comics games and then you release them in the same year i i don't i don't see that happening i feel like they're going to do 2022 2023
1: so there's no release date for suicide squad kill the justice league um and it just says 2022 for gotham knights so that one actually yeah. might come out first
0: i feel like that one will come out first and so then and so if
1: one. bruce comes back in uh in gotham city knights or if like Dick, it just makes it because the Court of Owls deals so heavily with the Wayne family name and mm-hmm. legacy. It feels weird mm-hmm. to tell that story without Bruce.
0: It does kind of. Um, because the a, thing with yeah. that is like
1: it's it's so shocking about like his his own family's past, and he like they, there's the, all those sequences where he's trying to deal with it psychologically, and he's like having these breaks basically where he's mm-hmm. which would make sense if he's coming back from the dead or something, you know? Like I don't know, yeah. dude. Yeah, I
0: don't
1: know. What well, do you then, think? Like,
0: they also do something to him in this first encounter uh, with the owls. They do something to him. Right. Um, so like they inject him with something or like what? Like there's like there's a whole like psychological level of the court of owls and and Bruce through that whole thing. So, um, yeah, that does seem like that would be an interesting tightrope to walk. I do know somebody had asked uh, Scott Snyder if like hey were you involved in in some of this stuff and he was like yeah he's like i consulted on the the parts that deal with uh court of owls um so like you know and he was like i'm very excited for everything that's happening there so like it's at the very least it's got the original you know writers the writer writer behind it you know or it's like hey yeah this is a this is a cool thing they're doing
1: it does seem like you know court of owls is such a like uh, heavy and iconic storyline for someone other than Rocksteady to deal with, other than the fact that, like, they spent you know years and years and years on Batman and
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they you know wanted to move on, and at that point, they'd kind of earned the right to move on, I feel right, like, right? And so, um, you have WB Montreal, who, who I think did a good job with uh, Origins. Um, yeah. Aside from like, so there were bugs whenever it came to like the open world nature of
0: that game. Yeah. But the story, like, I will, I will stand by like the fact that that is a really good story. Yeah. Um, like it's a great Joker story with Batman, like Batman and Joker story, and kind of like without that piece, the end of uh, like so Arkham Knight. Yep. That game wouldn't have felt as meaningful with the Batman Joker esque stuff yeah. that happens within it. Um. So yeah, like I mean, it's just a. Uh, I'm excited excited that this team is dealing with a cool story like this um but yeah you you kind of like are like ooh, like this is they had one game with the batman uh universe i'm interested to see what what this is but dude both of these studios both of them uh wb montreal and rocksteady have been working on these for so long
1: yeah (laughs) and that's what you know it's exciting because uh uh, I I love the it makes it, honestly watching these make me want to go back and play the Arkham games again because like I think they're so great and really good. Um, yeah I'm super super excited for for these and to see I can't remember is do, is there a remake of Origins is it part of the Arkham collection no, I don't know that it, it is, is not so we'd have to play the old. 360 version again yeah yeah Ugh, I, I don't like that it was the biggest
0: it was the biggest like snub i feel like where it's like rocksteady like was like yeah we're releasing the
1: trilogy and you're like wait there but there were four games <laughs> yeah this seems insane
0: uh they also didn't put uh the what was it the the, the batman arkham blackgate the vita game
1: oh on there. yeah that was a uh, that was a whatever game i never even finished <laughs> yeah. that game remember i i hit that bug in the middle of it and never finished it
0: yeah yeah dumb <laughs> Dude, bugs in games—they're just the worst. Um, just, just as a side note, I did look it up. It does—it it is ambiguous whether or not uh, Bruce Wayne died, but it, like you assume that he kind of it did. Um, and the Nightfall quote-unquote ending is intentionally ambiguous, designed to hint that Batman's legacy will continue even if Bruce Wayne is dead, uh, and the game only teases the possibility of someone taking up the mantle of the Bat after Bruce dies or disappears. Um, yeah. So that's it. So that's the ending. Like, a Batman dis- like dies or dis- or Bruce Wayne dies or disappears, and we don't know, like, the future. So I, I think this is probably the more direct sequel of those. But it, it is a fascinating thought that if these happen in parallel, because also that would give the other members of the Justice League an excuse about why they didn't come help save Gotham from the, the Court of Hells. Yeah. Which they did have an excuse in the comics as well, by the way.
1: That's good. Anyway, um, dude, DC Fandom. Uh, I thought I think they did. They did. They did right by the fans. I think it was. Uh, like honestly, this is the kind of stuff that um, I kind of hoped from marvel like marvel we got excited whenever they released all those just images and names of movies and now things are moving around you're not really seeing it but like i i think this is a way better way to get me hyped about this stuff especially since so much of it is coming out in the next like couple years um and it's not like super far off uh i am uh super pleased with the way that they did this and uh excited to to watch these movies tv shows and play Mm -hmm. these games
0: yeah, dude, and again, the the presentation of it, like other places, like Star Wars could do it. Like you could have, yeah. you know, because like they have so many different branches
1: of Star again, Wars. Again, the show behind the scenes stuff, have you know Dave Filoni sitting there talking about you know Star Wars or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring out some of the actors, like bring out you know, it's all of it. Like just just yeah. have it, and they do have some of that stuff within like the making of the, the right. those documentaries yep. and stuff. On Disney But Plus. like just just give me some of that, like five minutes of that uh, as as like a. A teaser for the upcoming stuff. Um, And that's really cool. You know, I I think that this is a really good production as well. Like, this was a a, like, it looked good. Um, Whereas in, you know, in the past, like, two years or whatever with, like, digital events, like, they've ranged you know, greatly in level of, like, presentation quality. And this one is probably the best one, you know, so far. So, yeah, it's, I'm down with it, dude.
1: Oh, man. All right, well, um, we'll be back uh, next week. Maybe, hopefully, uh, can I uh, review um, Back for Blood? That'd be nice. Back um, for Blood? I played a lot more
0: of Back for Blood. I know. Uh, I, I didn't talk about it, but I played a lot more of it. I'm very into that game, Chris. I've only That's played, cool. like, I. so there's, like, Acts. Everything's separated into Acts. I'm still in Act 1. Wow. And I've played, like, so much of this game. So I'm very excited to uh, to dive in and,
1: like, do do even more. So. That's awesome. You can find us online at stay on social at Wright 250 and John Wright 777 And at stay target pod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, stay on, on Target. target.